It's time for Lake Hits Happenings on Lake Hits 95, a Lake City public service program brought to you by Bruce Carlstrom Estate and Trust Services. Here's Bruce Carlstrom. Good morning, everyone. Welcome once again to Lake Hits Happenings. Back with us this week is Lake City Mayor Mark Nichols. Mark, we have such an agenda of things to talk <laughs> about this morning that let's go over some things really quickly. Highway 61 and 7th Street projects are done. They are. They are. Isn't that great? That is. As part of the Highway 61 project, I noticed something I wasn't aware of, but I understand the city included that as part of all the Highway 61 negotiations, and that has to do with passing lanes. Yes. Well, way back, I probably six to seven years ago, when we were talking about the uh, three-lane project, we mentioned that that was a concern. And it's great to see that MnDOT followed up and put in passing lanes by Mount Frontenac. Yeah, these passing lanes are near Frontenac, and mm-hmm. if you get behind a car where it's curvy which is toward lake city and toward red wing you may just get a long line of cars well it actually provides a nice space there speaking of highway 61 i've heard some concerns about planters and things like that in the heart of downtown lake city and the city is listening to people there we had a council meeting and we made it very clear to the citizens that were concerned primarily in our downtown commercial area that we are going to be addressing uneven brick placement our planters the striping so we are working on getting this done before the snow flies so we will see so if you talk uh, people do listen at city hall yes and and i really want to just say a thank you to our downtown business owners who approached us, a number of them did, and they kept at it, and staff listened, and I think we'll have a pretty good outcome. When Scott Jensen was here a couple of weeks ago, we talked about a few things that the city council was going to have on their plate. One of them had to do with the sewer extension to Hoaxilla Park, and the other one had to do with Ohuda Park and the seawall. Give us an update of what's going on in those two areas. Yes, well, both these areas were a part of the capital bonding bill to spring at the legislature. And so we will be doing sewer into uh, Hoaxilla, I guess I should say out of Hoaxilla. Right now, that's on a ground system, and uh, we'll be able to tie that into our city system, which is, which is really a big positive. And then on Ohuda Park, we have a over a hundred year seawall that is basically falling apart. It's cracking, we're seeing issues, particularly in this last spring's flood. We'll be repairing that in 2024. And you have some other things too as part of that. Uh, We talked a little bit about perhaps some extension or widening of the sidewalks from the Veterans Memorial Park which is where the flags are, mm-hmm. Lakeshore Drive and Park Street there, all the way up to Ohuda Park or through Ohuda Park to the new pavilion. So that'll be kind of cool because I see when I'm out and about, there's bikers, there's walkers, there's joggers, there's people using walkers, and they're all sharing that same sidewalk. The wave statue, which was a memorial to the birthplace of water skiing, mm-hmm. has been removed as part of the seawall project, and there's concerns about that going away. What can you say about that? It is a sculpture that was built approximately 47 years ago, and it's a bronze, copper, steel sculpture. It looked like a wave, and I, I liked it. I was there when they built it, and it is just rusting out from inside. And so we knew that was an issue, and we knew we had to move it during construction, but it was opened up, and it's pretty problematic. So what's happening now is it's in storage, 
And we are actually kind of soliciting service groups to see if they want to get involved in funding the repairs. We're not sure if it's repairable, but some of the metal could be reused in a new sculpture, possibly. So the more to come on that, but we're all ears on that sculpture. And I have heard from a number of service groups that they do have an interest in perhaps mm-hmm. participating. Yes. Speaking of Ohuda Park, uh, the pavilion is done, finally. Yes. Is that going to be open through the winter? It is, it is. But I, I want to mention that it the it was designed so it could be put into, I'll call, a hibernation mode. And that allows us to, uh, when we know we're in a very cold, inactive period, we can kind of shut it down, but open it up easily. So uh, it's multimodal, meaning it has bathrooms, it has a lobby, it has a concession stand, it has a catering kitchen and storage. So it's pretty exciting. And yes, it took uh, about four months longer than we expected. We thought it would be open this spring. But our excuse is COVID, contracts, supplies, all those things that everyone's heard. The Lake City Community Garden has been a very successful project over the years. There are going to be some changes coming there. First of all, we're cognizant at the council and at city staff the importance of the community garden. It is very successful, as you mentioned, and very active. The idea is, though, that the area it's located on is a prime area for a housing development or other development, and it's owned by the city. So we are looking at alternative locations, and it's very important to us that wherever it lands, if it's moved, that it's not moved again in the future. So this would be a permanent area, good parking, water access, level, good soils, all these things. So the planning commission's looking at that, staff is looking at that. So I assume this spring we'll make a decision. So there's always gonna be change no matter where you are, but you're always trying to minimize the impact of the change and make good decisions. So we appreciate that. You had a couple of staffing changes or one promotion and one new hire. Yes, we're always excited when we can add to our talent. I like to say build our bench. We added, I'll just say this way, a number two person at our public works department, and his name is Travis Dunn. Uh, civil engineer, sharp as a tack, experienced, has worked with the big state institutions like uh, I think it was MnDOT. So we're excited and welcoming Travis Dunn. Another local we just promoted is Travis Wettern, and he is now our electrical line foreman and a young man with experience. And again, it just it warms my soul, makes me smile when we have talent that we can develop locally. So welcome to the two Travises. Well, and with a little bit of time that we have left, uh, you just attended a meeting a few weeks ago. Tell us about that. Well, it's the Mississippi River Communities and Town Initiative, and it's a group of towns on the Mississippi, up and down the Mississippi, from New Orleans all the way to Bemidji, uh, made up of mayors. We had our annual meeting at that event, and we had, I think, around 35 mayors show up, and then all their staff and Congress, legislators, funding specialists, people from the Corps of Engineers, MnDOT. It was an exciting conference, two days. But here's the takeaway, is that Congress on the Hill in D.C. is recognizing the importance of funding these small communities for environmental issues, 
and for economic issues. So we're seeing funding opportunities primarily to make these rivers, our river, more viable, safer environmentally. So more to come on that, but it was a wonderful conference. I know we could talk a long time on that, but we are running out of time. So I do appreciate (laughs) your being in, and we're going to have you back next month again, and we'll pick up on where we left off with Minnesota Rivers, Communities, and Township. Initiative. Initiative. There we got it. Mouthful. That's Lake City Mayor Mark Nichols. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week at the same time. Thank you for joining Lake Hits Happenings, brought to you by Bruce Carlstrom Estate and Trust Services on Lake Hits 95.